0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm your old pal, the Moo Cal, and I'm here joined by my normal co host,
1: Jonathan A. Moody.
0: Outstanding, sir. And together, we are both joined by one of our favorite, favorite guest co hosts,
1: Jessa Flux.
0: Jessa! Yay. Woohoo!
1: We, we love having you on here. So we ask you whenever whenever you're available, you know, <laughs> and everything.
0: Absolutely. Yay. And we have gone way back in the Wayback Machine, all the way back to 1986 for one of my absolute favorite indie stinkers of all time from the great, great, great Donald G. Jackson, Rollerblade. And um, boy, howdy, is this one heck of a movie. Um sure is i don't think either one of you have seen this before have you
1: i uh i had watched a little bit of it uh not not that like i was bored or anything like this is not a boring movie but it it, i uh i i ended up uh having like one of those bootleg versions and stuff Mm -hmm. and it was skipping so i was like i'm glad it's on Tubi, so i could watch it
0: There you go. All right. Well, we'll be back to talk more about this wild film after we hear some mood music. Music. And we are back. So... I'm dying to hear what you guys have to say about Rollerblade and especially Baby Sadako. Jessa, please tell me what your thoughts are when you first saw this film.
2: My thoughts were, what it, What is happening right now? Like, there's so much. First of all, like, it's a little misleading. There's no rollerblades. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that but I noticed thought, too. Like,
2: are were there rollerblades in 1986
0: i think there were no this came out before the actual rollerblades as a matter of fact G. jackson actually at one interview said he thought they may have taken that name that name from him which probably not but yeah
1: i don't know man because like because, like, that is interesting that if it was before Rollerblades actually existed and then there was a movie called Rollerblade and it was about people on skates, you know, because they talk about skating a lot.
0: Stranger things have happened.
1: And was this the first time that the titles or like the, the, the uh, they coined the phrase skate or die?
0: Oh, yeah. That so. I knew of.
1: So he coined that phrase.
0: Probably. I imagine this was pretty popular amongst the skate crowd. And, you know, in the 80s, it was a big deal. The the skate punks were out there in force, especially in L.A. So, yeah, I'm sure it became very popular.
2: So that's a thing. Skate punks.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought
2: that was totally just a made up.
0: No, that was a big thing in the 80s. Because
2: I was like, if they're a gang and they're skating, but they're also nuns. I, I'm so I mean, like I actually one of my notes I wrote down
0: there, there aren't gangs on skates but there are skateboarder kids who are in gangs they're just they just skate together for fun and then they run around and cause crime on their own feet later
1: yeah,
2: We're saying yeah just- I, bro, I am so confused like that was <laughs> my second to last note, so I have no I don't know I'm, I'm gonna need you to explain a little bit of what I just watched.
1: <laughs> well, Before he does that I, I'd like to hear some background on this film because there's a lot probably we uh oh, yeah. that, that that you can go into ball on it and then we're going to go into the plot.
0: Well, with, without getting <laughs> or into whatever. The, to the plot, the general overall idea is that this is a post-apocalyptic world that just happens where everybody's either on roller skates or skateboards and the idea is skate or die. If you're on your own, just your own feet, you're vulnerable. So someone will come up and kill you. But Um, some people kill people when they're on skates too. Yeah, well, yeah, and that happens too. But um, the the idea is that yeah, you if you're just running around on your feet, you're vulnerable. So apparently, there's no cars, there's no you Mm. know motorcycles, there's nothing like that because you know that costs money. (laughs) And roller skates are cheap, especially if you if you can go out and just get a bunch for everybody, and. You know, you look at a lot of the film locations, which I jotted down, um, there was an old abandoned mall that was used, I forget the name of the mall, and then there was an Endicott period battery um, that was used during the Spanish Civil War, that's Fort, I think it's Fort MacArthur, Uh, I'm not 100% sure because I wasn't there. (laughs) <laughs> um, there's the LA River scene, which, with all the the concrete banks, that's been filmed on a million things, including other Donald G. Jackson films. Of course, all of these places are perfect for roller skates, so or or skateboards. So, it's, you know, the the movie sort of dictated the places that it was filmed, or vice versa.
1: So was but, the, yeah. so the blades were supposed to mean the knives that everybody. Yeah. Had, right. Okay.
2: I figured door.
1: that out like pretty soon. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I get what we're doing here.
2: Roller blades.
1: Yeah,
0: and of course, you know, the, the, the Mel Gibson movies sort of, you know, set the world on fire when it came to sort of post-apocalyptic things, all the Mad Max stuff. But nobody had ever set that on skates before. And for whatever reason, they decided to use all this sort of faux Shakespearean dialogue. Yay, verily.
1: Thou <laughs> I shall not.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, what was that? Like, I was like, why are, I, there's just so many questions I have. Like, why were they talking like that? Like, <laughs> there, there there was a kid and then he wasn't skating. Like, he was like, one day I'm going to grow up and be just like dad, but first. Chris Owen are- Ray. Yeah, well, what was he going to do first? He was like, but first I'm going to do this. He, like, runs out of the house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets kidnapped, you know, yep. right after. I mean,
2: yeah.
1: Um. It's funny because, yeah, that was uh Chris Olin. I'm sure Paul will talk about him a little bit more, but that's Fred Olin, Ray's son, and... Chris Olin Ray was a big fixture in the, the asylum doing movies like uh, four was a three headed shark attack mm. and things like that. So he had directed movies himself years later, obviously, right. from this movie and, and everything.
0: Donald G. Jackson and Fred Olin Ray were friends. They had a lot of people who worked for both of them. They were both directors. And so, yeah, they, they shared a lot of resources and share a lot of stuff. You got to understand, Donald G. Jackson is a maverick filmmaker. He doesn't make any kind of a movie that's like anybody else. <laughs> and he, eventually, he ended up teaming up with Scott Shaw. And when he ended up passing away, he sort of bequeathed all of his films and all of his semi films, stuff that got started but never finished. To Scott Shaw and Scott Shaw is sort of the guy who kind of came up with the idea between the two of them for Zen filmmaking, which is kind of making movies without scripts. Or without the basics of scripts kind of like you know the very, very, very basic stuff you don't have pages and pages of dialogue telling you what to say and. um, Because they felt that it was confining that you you know you allowed the people to sort of explore the their characters and let them do their thing and they would make the movie out of that. Yeah, but Some, I'm not, I'm
1: not going to lie. Some of those that you showed me that were those pretty bad because of that. And I, I mean, think like it I, I, yeah, I think that like scripts are very necessary. But I'm a writer, so I think scripts are very necessary. Yeah. You know, because well, I think like it helps. You know,
0: this, this was a scripted one. Um, yes, and well, this was, was yeah. This was kind of before the whole uh, Zen uh, guerrilla filmmaking thing but you know the the thing is is that Scott Shaw sort of picked up when after Donald G Jackson died and there were four other rollerblade movies that were made um so there was rollerblade seven return of the rollerblade seven rollerblade warriors uh just a whole bunch of them
1: but these weren't out and available uh
0: well that's the thing again he's a Maverick filmmaker most of these movies were VHS only they've never been out digitally and all the rights i believe transferred over to scott shaw and the only way you can really get these movies are through scott shaw at this point
1: and a lot of them that he put on youtube didn't he yeah
0: it's not all of them but a lot of them and of course they're going to be lesser quality so folks go out there and buy get your movies from scott shaw because yeah I mean, buy them. He's the only source at this point
1: but it what? does it goes to his channel so i mean it's... So what, does I it
2: be, what does it mean to be a maverick um, like director what what were you saying
0: well he doesn't play by the the standard rules that hollywood does and he's always been known for making what he thinks are interesting artistic choices about stuff whereas most people think of it as weird in fact i i sent moody this one piece from an interview where he was talking about how tanya york had taken some of his movies and re-edited them together to make them more palatable I guess, to the general audiences. He hated it because he liked movies that he thought were weird. And that's what he liked doing. You know, he didn't like making movies like anybody else. And he doesn't. You haven't seen Roller Gator yet. You need to see Roller Gator. It's super adorable. It's yet another roller movie with a little plastic alligator who talks on it. And it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. It's the first LG Jackson movie that we did. Um, It's, It's cute. It's so wonderful, but it's not like anything else you're ever going to see. Now, of course, the other thing about being a a Maverick filmmaker is that, you know, you're lucky if you get, you know, five bucks to stretch. So your budgets are not going to be very good. But in this instance, I can tell you a little bit about what Donald G. Jackson himself had to say. If you go to Scott Shaw's website, One of the links he has there is to Donald G Jackson's last interview that he gave with a French magazine, something like a few months before he actually passed away from leukemia back in 2003. But he talked about um, Rollerblade, he said it was shot on 16 millimeter and um, it was financed basically by himself for five thousand bucks. And then New World Cinema came in and they decided this looked like it was really Interesting, they picked it up, they gave him some finishing funds, and then they helped, I guess, bump it up to 35 millimeter and they released it. And he says that they made, you know, in the video stores, it was this this movie was out in every single pop video store in the in the 80s, I can tell you, because I saw it there constantly. It's where I it's where I first found it. And um it made over a million bucks for New World. So they were wow. like, heck yeah! So that's why they're the ones who ponied up the money for Hell Comes to Frogtown. Well, he <laughs> okay. hated. Have you ever heard of that one? No. <laughs> with Roddy Roddy Piper and Sandel Berkman from Conan the Barbarian. Oh, it's great! It's great.
1: It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's so fun. much
0: fun. But um he hated working for the Hollywood people because he hated you know them saying well. You have to do this and you have to do that and this guy is going to do this he, he was talking about how there was this one um part in hell comes to frog town where he had this set that he wanted to look kind of shitty and this other guy this the set designer that new world gave him changed it and he didn't like that so he went over and he put graffiti on there and the guy had a fit and then they went to new world and they they pretty much tattletailed on him and they said you know no donald you're just there to direct the actors and that's it and he's like dude this is my movie this is my script i created this whole thing so he hated losing any kind of control so after the hell comes the frog town that was it he was like i'm not working for anybody else so he is a maverick maverick filmmaker
1: so did he get the rights though cuz didn't he make like max hell 2 or something like he didn't did. he do yeah so he had to retain the rights from uh uh new world
0: I don't know because i don't believe new world exists anymore so
1: well i know they don't exist anymore but like uh but i don't know. anyway i was surprised that they made a sequel of it if he wasn't actually working with the same company that produced it well
0: and then the other thing that donald G. Jackson is known for is making movies starting and stopping starting and stopping and starting and stopping and there's like he's got a whole bunch of unfinished movies and that's the other thing that went on to scott shaw and scott shaw has been finishing off Movies here and there, and you know Thanks. some of them are only like ten minutes here or five minutes there or fifteen minutes there, you know. So I don't know whether he's ever going to finish them all. I don't know if that's his if his goal at this point, but he's he's done a bunch of them, and like I said, this ended up having f- I think four sequels to it, and the later ones that are more Scott Shaw or a lot more of that Zen filmmaking kind of style than this one is. Okay, so. Yeah. As far as folks who are involved, uh, so I guess the first one is uh, Sister Sharon Cross. She's kind of like the main lead. That's played by Suzanne Solari. She's in also several of the other Rollerblade movies. She's in Hell Comes to Frogtown. She was in a bunch of other movies, Kill, Kill, Overkill. She was actually in uh, Class of Newcomb High 2.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: Twisted so Fate.
2: was she? Eat? Was she the blonde? Or no, or was she, she the was the, the dark
0: one. one. She was the one with the accent, the younger one, and the dark curly hair.
1: The one at the end, that yeah, the one at the end. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked her.
0: She was in Twisted Fate. She was in Night of the Beast. She was in Lucas's Child. She was in Mulholland Falls, actually. Yeah, so I she had that. herself a nice, a nice little career. But I had not been able to find her since there. Now she's also known as Sky Solari. So some of her credits are as Sky Solari, and. I don't know. I, I She kind of dropped off the face of the earth. I don't, you know, 20 years ago, I've been searching for these folks because I love this movie so much. And uh, I've been trying to track them down with the advent of the internet, but I still haven't been able to find much information. We were kind of hoping Scott Shaw might be able to tell us some stuff. But uh, I know we had, you asked about Sam Man because yeah, I like another Sam guy That was in other movies that we loved. Yeah,
1: um, he was in Hard Rock Zombies.
0: Right. All right, right. But I love Suzanne Solari on this. I thought she was really good. Um, you, you did notice, by the way, that that was all ADR stuff that none of that was their voices. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So what was
2: going on with that? Because like, that's the first thing I think I noticed is like, I was like, okay, we overdubbed everything. But why did they have like bad um, sound when they
0: were probably recording? probably like, they overdubbed
1: everything. Um, I also, I feel like that's a that's a Donald G. Jackson thing, too, a lot, you know, in a lot of his movies, mm-hmm. as he tends to do that because, A, they probably don't have sound equipment to go out there and do that stuff with, necessarily, or sound people, so they just kind of do it there, or maybe it where they're at, they just get bad sound.
0: I think they did. I think they had bad sound. I, I think they probably couldn't clean it up to the point where they felt comfortable with it because there are a number of cuts of various movies that they have that have not been released. And then the only reason, the only ways that we have some of these movies are movies that were re-released by other people without their consent to other countries. And they all have that bad sound. So I know that there are movies that they've held back in the hopes that somewhere along the line, they were going to be able to, to clean up some of the sound. They just hadn't gotten to it yet. So clearly there was must have been sound issues on this because everything is dubbed in. Um,
2: was it the same actors or was it other people that
0: just sounded? I think, I think it was a mixture of both. I, I think they probably didn't know how bad the sound was until later on. So they had access to some of the actors and they probably didn't have access to some of the other ones. And they had other people come in and do it.
1: If you look on the IMDb, it actually does say like voice of, you know, for some of the people. So those were some of those characters that did have their voices done by somebody else. And so they credited them, but the other people. Yeah. I think, I think there were a few that did. And uh, I think you can tell, you know, and especially like, uh, was a satikoi the the villain or whatever and right. his little little satikoi baby satikoi both of them <laughs> were i think dubbed by somebody else because oh, yeah. they, mm. because they can get away with that when it's a mask and it's a puppet sure. you know you can basically I it. And, have it. the puppet you know was what? Great.
0: i think they probably knew ahead of time that this was either going to be adr or that a lot of it was because if you notice there's a lot of times when the actors have something in front of their face, either it's a radio or something else, where you can't see their lips moving. You know what, what? I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and you see, there you go. I mean, if you know you've got a problem, try to do something to sort of obviate it as best you can. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Well, that's smart. So Suzanne is there. I always liked her. She was always one of my favorite B movie movie actresses from the eighties then the other one that i love the blonde that uh, who, uh sister fortune slash the hunter that is sean michelle also known as sean mitchell uh and she has a couple of other names she was mostly a porno actress and he's hot as hell oh my god so pretty and oh my god this was this was like her first and i think only foray into non-porn movies huh? and she did a great job i, oh, thought. Yeah.
2: I have done more she should have done more yeah she she wasn't an ass
0: kicking machine in this
2: yeah she was odd as hell i I was like i love this girl like she was like i was on her side the whole time
1: i was bummed i was bummed when she was she was done and she could they couldn't do it apparently they couldn't bring her back a second time because oh my god i love that
2: they're like with this blade
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was like and the smiley face
2: i'm like this is so crazy the whole time i was just like my mind was like
1: I know. Well, and you know what? I, I like that because I was like, the whole time I was thinking, I mean, all they do is just say something to <laughs> like out of nowhere. But like, it, I, I, like like I said, like uh, when, when you, she was like, I can't bring her back to life because it's the second, right? She's like, I don't know who she's talking to because like, <laughs> obviously everybody knows. But then I'm like, it's the audience. She's letting us know by letting us know and it's okay i'm all right with it like now i know now now i'm not going to be so confused why didn't she bring her back Well, right. all know, right, right. right? Thinking like, ahead. Gotta yeah, like it. exactly but it's Very one smart. of the benefits
0: of having a script of course
1: yeah it would, well i mean maybe they would have thought of that on the spot if they're doing yeah, some filmmaking yeah. i don't know but
0: but yeah so shauna michelle she was mostly into into porn she unfortunately died in 2002 Aww. at age 49 so she what, was what happened I don't know. I've been searching for she's another one I've been searching and searching. I think searching I looked
1: it up it said stroke on IMDb. I don't know yeah, if that's what a shame. Uh, <laughs> just,
0: but she was in uh, movies like Foxholes and Dreams of Misty and Body Shop and Girls on Fire and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I may have seen one or two in my days. And yeah, she was <laughs> she was a hottie and um, she definitely had some natural talent to her. And I she's one of those people that I wish life had been different for her and she had been a cha- had gotten a chance to do more legit acting. Cause I think she had some skills. I really it, do.
1: See, this is the problem with like Donald being passed away, you know, Donald know. Jackson, because, well, I mean, I guess you could ask Scott Shaw or something if he needed to, but like, you know, with, with Donald passed away, he could have let us know, like, why mm-hmm. didn't he ever work with her again, you know, or something. And, and maybe well, it was, maybe she just, maybe she didn't have the great time on set that like you know that
0: probably would she was she did a lot of stuff in the 80s with her with her porn stuff and you know you got signed to contracts back then and you had to Mm -hmm. you had to show up so i don't know if she had a whole lot of time because she did a lot of work there but she wasn't the only one there were a number of porn actresses that ended up working in that film for some of the body doubles or some of the nuns and i have a list of them here but what Donald G. Jackson said in his last interview is that um, he put out an ad in uh, uh, or a casting note in a, a it was a, a a little zine or a little magazine at the time called drama log. And that's where all these people came in, you know, or answered from and they all came in and they did an audition. And he was like, yep, 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 you're in, you're in, you're in, you're in. And anyone that had um, experience in some of these porn movies, he's like, well, clearly they don't mind taking off their clothes for this scene so that's where he put them
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: um yeah so uh so like like the two
1: chicks fighting each other like or whatever yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, i love that scene. that was one of my favorite scenes because it's like what am i watching what what is going what i felt
2: like the whole thing was very fetishy i mean like it had a cat fight these people are on roller skates i know as a person that makes adult content, like I get requests for the most interesting things. I've had roller skating nude in public. Mm-hmm. Like people, I didn't do it because, first of all, I can't roller skate. <laughs> but, like, also, I don't want to get arrested. But I mean, like, I thought there was a lot of fetishy elements. And you said that the director did something other things on skates like maybe that was like a sort of an interest of his
0: I it must be well here here's the other thing here's the other thing that he said in his interview he was influenced by Japanese films Kira Kurosawa he loved samurai movies so he loved the whole samurai thing as a matter of fact he met Scott Shaw because Scott Shaw was a guy who taught People how to use samurai swords properly, and that's where their friendship developed. And that you know, that's how they used you know he used them later on for that sort of thing, and then he ended up becoming Max Hell and a few other characters later on
1: with the samurai sword. With the yeah. samurai
0: sword, yeah. But he also loved the fact that in L.A. at the time it was like a big craze was was pretty girls on roller skates, and so he came up with the idea of putting the two things together:
1: <laughs> samurai roller skates. That now that. Really- <laughs> And nuns. the nuns were <laughs> like, the, the, the just the yeah it was <clears throat> yeah you're right there was all these fetishes together and so i i do have to ask uh, jessa uh, like you you said that uh a uh uh people request these things um you know w- when you turn it down do they get upset about that or are they like bummed like how do they react when you have to say uh i, I can't do that because i can't skate uh-huh.
2: um well i mean what I notice from people that are fetishy, like they have a certain fetish in mind that they want to talk about. Um, a lot of times it just is as pleasing to them to just talk to somebody about it rather mm-hmm. than even getting content that like reflects whatever their fetish is. And there's so many different ones and they're so like non, like they're not harmful at all. You know, it's like guys that like to see girls like kind of cat fighting. It's not like real fighting. It's just like, you know, girls rolling around, ah, ah. You know, like.
0: I think know, my favorite thing. is the one was where they asked to have pudding put in their panties. Uh, I don't know why that's like a thing, but it's a they thing. Pull it
2: up and then slosh it yeah, on. Yeah, okay, yeah, yes, yeah. I, I'm familiar with sitting and stuff. Like I did a cake um sitting video before because I just if if I personally find it interesting, not that it's like my fetish or anything. Like I might try it out, but. A lot of times I don't really take requests just because like the stuff that I make is honestly just super vanilla and kind of boring. I don't know why people just keep like subscribing to my OnlyFans, but thank you. Um but like <laughs> you're a knockout, um, that's why. Well thank you. But it's like, you know, I don't I don't really do a lot of this stuff, but you know, I think that it is just pleasing to the people that have these fetishes, even just to discuss them. You know, just with somebody that's, you know, outside of their immediate circle because they're kind of a little bit embarrassed to, like...
0: I think you're right. There's definitely some fetish stuff going on. Besides the fighting and besides the hot tub scene, let's not forget there's the one girl wrapped up in tinfoil and the baby (laughs) saticoid puppet ends up peeling it off a little by little and, you know, is kind of molesting her. But then, you know, and and my, my favorite scene is, you know, he's getting all involved and all of a sudden... Dr. Sadekui grabs him by the head and pulls him over and makes him, you know, look at this other stuff. And he's clearly not interested. But then she gets her hand loose and then she goes over and pulls him back, which I thought was funny as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Not expected, you know.
2: I wonder what happened to the puppet.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: Paul's been wanting to. Paul, so... Anytime we have a movie that Donald G. Jackson's done that has a puppet, you know, or whatever, we have have to, we have to ask. And so we asked Scott Shaw what happened to the roller gator puppet, but apparently uh, Donald just throws these things away. Yeah. Donald G. Jackson
0: also has a bit of a temper. He's kind of known for that. And at one point he got ticked off because he'd made a series of movies for kids, including roller gator. And they ended up not really doing much good for him. And I don't think he particularly liked them overall, but apparently he he set the roller gator puppet on fire, at least that's what I heard. And I know, and it's like a shame. I would I would kill. I would give my soul to have that roller gator we, puppet.
1: I know. We said we would make a roller gator too. You yes. know, if we had it, you know, we would do that just for fun. You know, and, and
0: everything. I will have to wonder about the 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 fate of baby Sadakoi because you know, in the film, he gets burned being next to the. The, the thruster he's sort of at the back end of it and it does look like a burned puppet so i don't know he may have gotten he may have gotten fried for real yeah I don't well, think sure is... things aren't cheap to be made right right he could have could have been a stunt puppet i suppose
1: <laughs> i don't think i don't think he would have done that i think he would have been like all right this will be the last shot with, yeah. with baby Sadakoi let's just set him on fire i'm almost
0: positive if it, it, it was a, the real theo because i don't think donald g jackson's that kind of guy he's you know he's very very artistically bent and that would have served his artistic purpose i think yeah no.
2: artistically <laughs> bent i hope people say that about me after i
0: die.
1: <laughs> so jessa back- Flux is artistically bent
0: Getting back to the cast, we have Marshall Goodwin, who is played by Jeff Hutchinson, who was in a bunch of Donald G. Jackson movies. He was also in Hell Comes to Frogtown and Rollerblade Warriors. He was in Commando Squad. He was in Commando Queen Squad,
1: of, that was a Fred Ellen Ray movie.
0: Right. Uh, Queen of Lost Island, another one that uh, we're going to be doing at some point, trust me. Um, he was in Little Lost Sea Serpent. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's another one of the Which one was he in there?
1: Little Lost Sea Serpent?
0: I forget the name. I think he was one of the no good Nicks that was trying to 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 steal Little Lost Sea Serpent.
1: No good Nicks. You're already starting to talk like a, you I know, know, <laughs> like a Donald G. Jackson character.
0: And he was in Guns of El Chupacabra, which is one of my favorite Donald G. Jackson films. I can't wait for you guys to see it. That's <laughs> like
1: a Western?
0: Yeah, with El, with El Chupacabra in it. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he loves his puppets he loves his wild costumes you know the frog town movies all have these frog costumes and they're all just weird as hell and i love it he's he's such an outsider doing his thing he's just one of my favorite directors you know um so that's that's him and i think he was in a couple other people's movies but he mostly seemed to work for uh donald g jackson mother's speed is named Katina Garner. And she's actually, she kind of looked like she is an older person in this film, but she wasn't. She was, you know, uh, I wanna say she was young, but she was like, you know, I don't know, maybe 30 when that movie was shot. She was in a movie called uh, uh, Horror House in 1970. And then she was in Wacko in 1982. She was in another movie we're gonna do in IFC called a Polish Vampire in Brooklyn. I can't wait to show you that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so ridiculous.
1: The, that was the guy from uh, the Rectuma guy.
0: Rectuma I? guy.
1: Yeah.
0: And I met um, him. There was a movie called The Tomb. That's another Fred Olin Ray one, I believe. With.
2: I think she kind of looked like Hillary Clinton.
0: <laughs>
2: like in uh, the face.
0: A little bit. A little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But her two biggest roles were Cannibal Hookers and Hack Lantern, And uh, which is, by the way, that's just come out uh, in a new version. And it's like 20 bucks, But apparently, one of the special features in Hack Lantern is uh, um, she is, uh, they, they give an interview with her. So, Did you say
1: Cannibal Hookers?
0: Yeah, she was in Cannibal Hookers.
1: That was hookers. Donald, yeah. Ridge- Donald the Farmers movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um,
0: la goddess and then the last thing she was in was something called hindsight in 1996 and again I don't know what happened to her after that so and
1: Jessa <laughs> is in cannibal hookers the remake
0: there you go so, yeah. there
1: you go yeah. so we got it all all comes full circle on love
0: Waco <laughs> was played by Sandman that was the guy dressed up like a Native American and he was of course the hard rock zombies one of my favorite stinky movies of all time it is even more outrageous than this movie oh the the, oh me.
1: man you need Something. to see hard rock zombies it is
0: <laughs> it's uh, got a midget eating himself a midget puppet that eats himself
1: <laughs> wow. oh and there's a uh, there's randomly adolf hitler having sex with a werewolf with a werewolf perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'd say
0: someday, Jess, you have to come up here. We're going to show you so many great movies. It would be so much fun.
2: <laughs> I just want to know how they come up with these ideas. Like when I was watching this movie, I thought to myself, this seems like almost like something like a kid would come up, like a story a kid would write but then the kid wasn't available for the directing. So they just took artistic liberties, like behind the writer's back. Like it just, it none of it made sense to me at all. Like I still don't know what I watched. Like,
1: <laughs> it was, it's like as if it was Chris <clears throat> Olin Ray's uh, idea. And then they're like, Donald G. Jackson's like, okay, we'll let you direct years from now, but let me take <laughs> over. <laughs> I
0: don't know. My feeling is you get Donald G. Jackson and Ed Wood and Ray Dennis Steckler and some of these other Maverick filmmakers they're the kind of guys that say wouldn't it be fun if this happened and they actually do it as opposed to some other directors most directors in Hollywood would be like yeah that's fun but uh, nobody's gonna want to see that let's not do that they yeah. actually do it well and,
1: yeah and then like in the indie scene there are you know a lot of that and i love that you, s- you say like uh edward was a uh you know maverick filmmaker oh, yeah. too because a lot of these people just did uh uh thought outside the box you know absolutely. they did things that they wanted to see they wrote what they wanted to to mm-hmm. do and then they did it and i'm glad that donald g jackson actually told the people you know well i'm not i'm not gonna work with you if uh if mm-hmm. i can't do what i want because that's pretty exactly. cool you know
0: exactly and jess i don't know whether you've seen orgy of the dead you need to see that movie i trust me you will love it you will absolutely love it
1: orgy
2: of the dead
0: mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: What year did that come out? Oh gosh, what was that? Sixty-seven, something like that. 66? Yeah, perfect. It yeah. was
1: right when Edward was going in, right? Like about he was already going into his uh, porn world yeah. and stuff. He
0: wrote it. He didn't direct it. Stephen Apostopolov actually directed it. Who made a bunch of nudie cutie kind of movies? Um, there's no actual orgy, but there's lots and lots and lots and lots of dancing or dancing oh. and there's and there's a mummy and there's a werewolf as you do so mm. trust me you'll love it it's just <laughs> I, so strange but yeah so thinking outside the box so sandman hard rock zombie he was also in um you know rollerblade seven and rollerblade warriors uh some of the other movies guns of El chupacabra and then he was in a movie called kill or be killed with david hevner yeah because there was a connection again between Donald G. Jackson and David Hevener. They all they were all friends. They all used the same people back and forth.
1: Uh, well, he acted in that one. I looked it up. He acted mm-hmm. in that one, but he wasn't. Uh, or, uh, but uh, David Hefner, uh act you know um, acted in it, but he wasn't the director right. of it. Right. So right. there's right. some other director. But yeah, they. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Cause I was like, that's what I was saying when I want him. like, want to interview you, this guy, this guy's still alive. I want to interview I him
0: know. because he, he's Sam man is in three of my favorite wackadoodle sneakers of all time. So I've been searching for him for years. Uh. Can't find him. I have no idea what's happened. And we were hoping that Scott Shaw would know because he's the guy who all that Donald G Jackson stuff has been bequeathed to him. But, you know, I guess he no. hasn't talked to him in years He hasn't
1: talked to him in years um probably with the last movie that they did that was probably it so uh yeah it kind of sucks I mean, the, the
0: fact is that scene uh of indie filmmaking in the 80s and 90s that's all gone now most of those people are gone and it's it's a shame fred I mean, olin
1: ray's still around which yeah, is fred great. olin
0: ray's still around jim
1: Wernersky's the... still around you know I mean, we got least... I mean
0: he's 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 older now he's
1: but he's still he's, making movies yeah. i don't mean, I mean, like every couple of months. Yeah. I almost got in
2: Bigfoot burgers. I almost got- Oh, dang. Wow. Yeah, like the way he goes about doing things is really just bada boom. Like uh, from what I've talked to other people, like that's the old way of doing um like filmmaking, like indie films. Like he doesn't plan like way out in advance. Like he's like, uh, he called me on the phone and he's like, I need you to do an audition uh, on zoom with the other actors, like right now. And I was like, I'm in my stand-up comedy class. Like I can't do that right now. And he's like, all right, well, then he gave me his, uh, you know, his assistant's phone number, which is another actress. And I called her and, and tried to line it up. And she's like, Oh honey, I don't talk on the phone. I don't know why he gave you my phone number. Like just email me. And then I emailed her. And then she's like, it sounds like you're too busy. When you move to LA, give us a call. I was like, okay, Uh (laughs) like I don't think anybody meant it in like a. Yeah, it wasn't mean. It was yeah. It was was just like that's just how he does things. And then I had a I have a friend that just did a movie with him of the the murder bots. Yeah. Um, and she said that like basically she she lives in Canada, and so she went down to L.A. to shoot the thing, and then like all the like places that they were gonna shoot kind of got mixed up, like like the times and the dates and everything. So like she ended up having to stay there. She was only supposed to shoot for like less than a week. She ended up having to get a hotel room and stay there for an entire month just to shoot her part. So she ended up losing a ton of money because she's not from there. You know, Uh, it ended up up being pure hell, but she said it was totally worth it though. Like she said, he's the coolest guy ever that he knows exactly what he wants. And he gets it out of the, like, he like really pushes his, uh,
0: actors and actresses yeah Yeah. he's he's a great
2: guy
1: i like jim
0: there there was a whole scene in the 80s and 90s in la and like i said most of that was gone but here's an example of how interconnected they were one of the nuns and you only see her uh, for a short period in the film but one of the nuns is actually michelle bauer i was was thinking about that and you know she before she got into this film she was in a lot of like uncredited roles she was in little small roles where she was using different names, like she was Pia Snow in a few movies and Pia Sands in a few movies, and then she was in a couple of um, Carter Stevens's soft porn movies that he did. But she hadn't really done anything other than the Tombs. I think the Tombs was her first movie that she was like a legit horror movie with with Fred Olen Ray, and right after that she went into this. And I have to think that uh katina garner who was also in the tunes, you know they knew each other so she probably was able to say hey you could probably get this girl to come on in and of course michelle bauer has been in a ton of movies in the 80s and 90s she was a great screen queen i mean you probably know know her
1: i and, know um, her uh do you know her uh jessa no,
2: michelle bauer was, uh. it sounds so her name sounds super familiar
1: though yeah uh she'd also worked a lot with david dakota who we love you know, right, his movies right. are just soapy movie cheesy that we just love, so, it, you know. Yeah,
0: there's this group of scream queens from that period, you know, uh, Brink Stevens is in that group and Leanna Quigley's in that group and Julie Strains in that group. They all I think I know Julie Strain definitely worked with Donald G. Jackson, not in this film, but. In other ones, I don't think she's working anymore,
1: which kind of sucks. I think she retired. Um, Julie Strain? I could be. I think she died, dude. Did she die? I think so. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. That's even worse. (laughs) And she, oh, yes. She would have been perfect in Rollerblade. I mean, because she's statuesque. She's like six foot two, just this gorgeous, tall Amazonian woman. It's just amazing. And she was in some of the other Scott Shaw, Donald G. Jackson films, but. She wasn't in this one, but Michelle Bauer was. Um, guy named Robbie Taylor was the guy who played Detective Samuel, so he was the African American guy who kind of was like, "Hey, man, this, this is an ugly place, man." <laughs> and then he also was the one who played Sadakoi's, so he was the guy to put on the the outfit. And oh, so he just that.
1: did the outfit, so he wasn't yeah. the voice or anything.
0: I think he did the voice too. Oh, okay. Um, and then, of course, uh, Chris Goodman was Christopher Ray, who's uh, Chris Olin Ray's son, who's a producer and director, and he's done a whole bunch of things. I don't, I don't know if we've did we do any of his movies yet on Indie Film Cafe? No,
1: I've interviewed him. Interviewed but you. I don't think I um, I don't think we have for Indie Film Cafe yet. I mean, hmm. he's his stuff's actually
0: I, pretty good. Yeah, pretty I good. I could have sworn
1: <laughs> we did something. Do
0: on one of the quick review ones. I'll we'll have to go back and, and look.
1: Maybe. Because
0: we've done some many movies he still make- at this point. Does, he,
2: right? still, does he still make films? Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. I've, I've, I've chatted with I'm
1: them. Try it. It's Chris what? Olin Ray. Chris Ray. Chris Olin Ray or Chris Ray. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay.
2: He looked like Ron Howard, like, in the movie. Oh, Didn't he's a think-
0: little, little kid in this movie. It's so adorable. Yeah
1: i was like that's
0: so cute yeah it was was so so, like it
1: looked like it was so happy to be there
0: oh yeah and it's it's adorable too because clearly he's like you know uh pretend to fall down because he was just like oh oh oh." you know (laughs) when he was on his skates it was so adorable
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah he uh he worked for the asylum a lot but then had left and and done his own indie films and stuff Mm -hmm. and i remember him uh uh he's he's such a he's such a great guy like he's he's Uh, we were supposed to meet up when I was in LA and stuff. And just, unfortunately, you know, it was COVID time, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was, it was just not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One thing I forgot to mention with regard to new world, new world did put this out as quote unquote, the first straight to video feature film. And, um, this was, this was straight to video. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it was in every single Mon Pa corner video store back in the eighties. And, uh, you know, I watched this movie over and over and over and over again. It was just, I just, I loved it. So, so many weird things, you know, like the weird guy with the the spaghetti strainer on his head and the goggles sitting there with a harmonica and he's playing, I don't even know what that is. There's some kind of weird metal thing just over <laughs> and over and over. Just so many weird, goofy things. Um, I love the one scene where, uh, where, uh, uh Sister Fortune decides she's going to betray Satikoi because she doesn't like the idea that they're going to kill the sisters. And so she fakes giving him the crystal and he's like, oh, stop her. And she goes to escape and there's this one guard who's in the way and she's like, get out of the way. And he's like, "Uh, oh, 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 she just (laughs) knifes him. And that was it. It was just so funny, so out of place. And then there's like that one scene where they're like training on their skates and they're doing some kind of weird thing, and then the the little dog flies by. It's just was really really cute. And a little that the little dog face. had
2: like dog cam, and he was like running through, and you could like see how he. Yes. I thought you. I was like, if I ever make a horror <laughs> movie, I'm gonna have a dog cam. I'm gonna have yes. my as a star. You know, he's gonna have a little part, and then we're gonna attach like a little like GoPro or something to him and have him run around.
0: It's adorable.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, I loved all the styles of it. You know, I love the the little happy sign for, you know, and the the harp. And the the frowny signs whenever it was (laughs) (laughs) sadicoy. It was adorable.
1: It was was a cute, it was cuter than I expected it to be. But in the beginning, I did not think this was going to be cute. On the (laughs) other
0: hand, there's also a lot of nudity. There's a lot of violence, uh, you know. I know at some point um, it was on that on a list of, in the in the late eighties of movies that you know were upsetting, I guess, to to certain women because of violence towards women. Um, you know, what I, I there's no argument for me about that. But at the same time, you know, there's like I said, there's a lot of humor in it, and you can tell these guys are definitely kind of poking fun at certain tropes and certain things for horror movies and post apocalyptic movies. And, you know, this, this was not a movie that was bad on accidentally. There's a lot of stuff that was done purposely. You know what I mean? Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. some of the stuff, though, that they did as far as like building the set was really creative. You said that originally it was only a $5,000 budget. Like, yeah. whenever they were in the, the like, church or whatever, um, like, whenever they had the stained glass, it looked like, to me, what they probably made that out of was black felt and construction paper and then shined a light <laughs> behind it. But it worked. And it, it worked. was, like, kind of cool. Like, I right. was like, I like that. Like, you f- figure something out and you make it work. Because I'm sure they shot outside of the, a cathedral, but they probably weren't allowed to shoot from the inside of there, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it made it work
0: plus again this is a time when you could wander around LA and just go ahead and guerrilla film anything in an abandoned building and you'd be okay with that nowadays of course you got to have permits everywhere and everything is controlled and everything costs a lot of money it was a different world back then you know mm, yeah. you know think think about the, movie, the the punk movie the decline of western civilization where they're talking about people living in closets and burned out churches yeah it's it a different cheap. time you know. Yeah, it's just a very different time in LA back then, and uh, it was a very creative time. There was a there was a real um, cooperation between the local music scene and the local movie scene that you know ended up a lot of people working back and forth with each other. And yeah, it was just it was just a very creative period, and it's it's kind of all gone now. And there are a few people still around, but it they don't really make films like that anymore and and in that way so it's it's like a little it's like a little ball of amber with just a little bit of of time the 80s caught in this film and i'm kind of i you know that's my period i'm an 80s guy so for me it's got a lot of nostalgia that maybe some of you guys don't quite have
1: maybe not but like i don't know because i grew like i was born in the 80s you know born in 82 so it's like i i was there but i wasn't there you know what i mean like i can't remember you know, from, uh, 82 to 89, all, you know, a lot, you know, you were or busy whatever. pooping your diapers and, <laughs> and, and getting, you know, turned down by every girl in the world, you know, as a kid, you know, or whatever, <laughs> but, you know, like that kind of thing. Cause I, I did that. That was fine. I, I'm, I loved living in the eighties, but, and looking back at my pictures and the stuff that I wore back then, like, you know, but nowadays I, uh, i just can't remember that stuff so i don't have the fondness for the 80s that you have paul because you obviously sort of you really did grow up and that's why the 90s is a big time for me you
0: know,
1: and mm. my life
0: so jess you took a bunch of notes right
2: oh i've gotten through a lot of them okay <laughs> yeah. i
0: just wanted to make sure you got to some of them so if you have oh, yeah, questions
2: appreciate-
0: about things or things you're confused about
1: Sound like she was confused about the whole movie, but...
2: (laughs) I wish that there was an outline or something, because I mean, I sat, and I, to be honest, I went to Ruby Tuesdays before I watched this movie, and I had two glasses of wine, but I don't (laughs) think that that is why I was so confused, like, I think it was honestly very confusing, I was just, you know, and also, I hate to be like this, because it seems like you love it, Paul, but uh i felt like the movie was like three hours long and then so i was looking it up to like because i was going to rewatch it before uh we did this tonight and i was trying to like time it all out i want to take like a 20 minute nap and i want to watch this and it's like only like an hour and 40 minutes (laughs) like i thought it was like the longest movie ever probably because i was just so confused the whole time
1: also because tubi has the commercials so right. you, know, oh. you know that also might make it longer than it actually is so it might have been Fair felt point. like two hours or it might have been actually and two. i hours. hope
0: you watched it with the the uh, closed captioning on there too because that really helps because some of the some of the the accents and some of the words are just they're kind of muffled the sound is not even the adr is not the best in some cases
1: weirdly it caught on the subtitles some mm. like stuff i didn't even catch so you know or whatever and then some of the things they wrote bad that i knew was wrong you know so yay perfect. verily
0: yeah <laughs> things yeah. like that i remember back in the day when i was showing my friends that i'm like okay you have to take a shot every time they say yay verily and after like five or six they're like no nope, that's it we're done
1: <laughs> <laughs> five or six yeah because it was going to keep going, wasn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like that's again one of his stylistic choices that just bears no explanation other than that's just what Donald G. Jackson and I, Frakes—I forget the name his name is—the guy who was the writer that they, they decided to do this. And um, again, not like any other movie. I have to wonder though, uh, because there were some other movies that involve. I mean, Skates were not like didn't just come out of nowhere. I remember like roller disco was like a big thing in the late 70s. And there were a couple movies like that. And, you know, just kind of weird stuff. So I I have to, I have to wonder where some of the, the ideas came from, It didn't just sprout out of nowhere. But, you know, unfortunately, like I said, Donald D Jackson's gone. So we don't, we don't have him to ask anymore. And I don't think Scott Shaw was around for this part yet to my knowledge, I, I don't know, we'd have to ask him. Um, but he's he's the keeper of all the Donald G. Jackson stuff right now. So I'm hoping someday this will come out in Blu ray. I would love to have that on there. I'd love to have an interview with Scott Shaw and maybe whoever else they can manage to dig up that was on the production. Somehow, if they can find them and, and bring them in for an interview, and they can talk about it because you know, I would love to hear stories about how this movie was made and what was going on. Can you imagine? Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, unfortunately, there's the behind the scenes
1: info for sure. For sure. Um, what I was going to say like, uh, I, I've been trying to look it up on like Wikipedia and it doesn't even have a Wikipedia page.
0: I know. That's a shame.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, well, dang, cause that would it, be, uh, that plot would be better.
0: This this is one of those movies that never made it out of the of the VHS era. You know, there was never a DVD release and of course there's never been a Blu-ray release. So, you know, if you didn't get So
2: how did it end up on Tubi?
0: That's a good question. I'm assuming Scott Shaw had to either uh, let it happen or somebody else has the rights to it, whoever took over after New World that's the only thing i can think of and i and i don't know the answer to that again Shaw would know i'd love to get him on the show we've asked him on the show we asked
1: him but he said no he declined and it wasn't like a mean decline it's just like i think he's not doing anything specifically right now that he just has nothing new to talk about and a lot of people don't like to come on and and do an interview when they're done dozens
0: and dozens of his own movies and i'm not 100% sure that he's even doing movies anymore i think he's he's kind of moved on and is is doing other things with his life He said especially. he's
1: finishing the one so maybe yes. that's like his main i think
0: slowly he has been but i don't know that he's doing that anymore I, again it's one of those questions i i would love to ask him but you know we don't want to pester him and we don't want to we don't want to be you know those kind of people but so many questions you know so
1: on the rollerblade imdb and it says in a futuristic society, rebels fighting against a fascist state are aided by a group of roller skating nuns called the Bod Sisters. That's it. That's the only you know thing of it. Um, but I do love some of these uh, some of these reviews.
0: They're holy rollers, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> somebody said this movie is a triumph of modern cinema. Did you write this? <laughs> you know, no, no, no. no. Well, it should and be shelved between Fellini's Satyricon yeah. and Trifot's. Oh, well the other thing I
0: was thinking of is the Warriors, because that's also a gang in a sort of a post apocalyptic world. And I thought there was a group that actually were on roller skates too. There actually. was, yep. Yeah. So was
1: a I was saying that was on roller skates.
0: On I was thinking maybe that it informed the movie as well. You know? I and
1: think I which maybe? came first.
0: Oh, the Warriors came first. The
1: Warriors came first. That was 76,
0: Nine? I will say. Yeah, 79. 79, I think. 79, maybe it was 80. But yeah, it was definitely before this film. So 79. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't know whether you've seen that movie. But that's a great I have, Love that
2: movie. Yeah, I was thinking whenever I was watching I was like, this does remind me of the Warriors.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: especially like makeup and then you know and like the I mean that that scene with them on the roller skates was probably one of the, you know or whatever and then there's the people with the 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 baseball bats and all that you know there's so many different kinds and I thought that was pretty cool you
0: mm-hmm. know and you know I got to give these folks credit not only are they skating really well they were fighting on skates that's mm. really hard I would think and you know especially you know, Sean and Michelle seeing her kicking people and keeping her balance. I mean, I think that's probably one of the reasons why she got in the film is that she could not only skate, but she could actually do stuff and keep on her feet, you know?
1: Smash people in the head with their fucking
0: skates. That was yeah. crazy. <laughs> I was very impressed because there ain't no way I could do that.
2: Me either.
1: I, I, <laughs> dude, I, I hated roller skating and rollerblading. I right. just am not, that's not me. So I, I definitely, I, I applaud anyone who can do it.
0: <laughs> but it's funny, you know, you have certain groups on the skates, but then you have like the punk kids, the spikers, they spikers, they were on, they were on skateboards. Yes, so, they
1: were and they had spiked hair.
0: Yeah. Well, there and cool there's like, um, there's like a social divide between this gang that's on skateboards and this gang that's on roller skates, you know, yep. interesting. It was so, pretty
1: neat
0: I don't uh, know I thought it was really cool like I said you're not going to find very many movies out there that's anything like this it's pretty unique you know? I
1: mean you do have to admit though it's very stinky I mean, oh yeah that's yeah, yeah, yeah. very neat you can
0: there's the characteristic lens hood in a few scenes too like you see in a lot of Donald G Jackson movies so the, oh yeah you know, shadow that's there you know what are you going to do but you know the later movies you know, they ended up like Karen Black's in there and William Smith is in there and Lou is in there. I Joe, mean, Estevez. He, Joe Estevez. There's a bunch of folks in these later movies and everybody seemed to have really loved this one. So, you well, know, it's spawned all these other, uh, continued, uh, stories.
1: So just, so we got to interview Joe Estevez, that's, uh, Charlie Sheen's yeah. uncle, you know, and, uh, When we were asking him about, we we love these movies, right? So we were asking him about Mm -hmm. these, working on the movies that he did with uh, Donald. And he gave us some really good insight. And what he said was that like Donald would just call him up. And just like how you were saying with Jim Wynorski, just call you up and say, hey, can you do this now? You know, it was like, hey, what are you doing today? Do you want to go out and shoot some, you know, shoot a movie? And they would just shoot, shoot, shoot until they're done for the day and then Mm -hmm. go home. And then, you know, and I'm like, you can't get anybody to do that anymore. I know. You can't ask Joe Estevez if he wants to go out and just shoot something now. You'd have to, you'd have to, A, you'd have to pay him. And B, you'd have to like. You know, yeah, like you'd have to plan everything. You know, no, like it's, it's a just,
0: different time, man.
1: Yeah, so it's just amazing hearing that stuff because, and how down he was for that. You know, like sure. how excited he was playing. I think was he with the was he the mayor of California or something in the roller runner or he was the owner of uh the the place that he was at or whatever the in um and the roller gator. Oh you know?
0: yeah, he was the owner of the. Uh, he was the owner of the owner of the amusement park
1: amusement park but it was uh was it um it was the pier right yeah it was
0: <laughs> they just they just you know got on the pier without asking anybody's permission and without permission <laughs> just shot a bunch of stuff and they pretended that he was the guy who owned it and he was walking around going yep this is my place. My and people, people didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know.
1: <laughs> they had no idea that ah, he was just. Right. Shooting, they were just shooting this. So he was just walking around, going, "Hi, I hope you're enjoying my pier." You know, or whatever. My. Like. <laughs> people right. are just like. People are just like what is going on here, and you can see it in the film. Like they just leave that all wonderful, out there. Oh, it's, wonderful, it's just fantastic filmmaking. I love it.
0: Yeah. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I you know, if if you're not a Donald G. Jackson fan, I can see. You know, especially if you're just used to more polished, sort of traditional A to B to C kinds of movies, this would throw people, most people like that for a loop because they don't quite get it. But trust me, if you watch this movie a couple of times, you're going to pick up a lot of interesting stuff and it's going to be like, OK, now I get it.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> once again, you were saying we don't have that many Maverick filmmakers. Donald Farmer's a Maverick yeah. filmmaker. So, yeah, you know, he's he still is. out there doing his stuff. You know, I mean, it's. His stuff looks a lot more polished sometimes, you know, than, you know, and whatever. He's from like, that
0: period, too.
1: Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, uh, the, there, there are a few that are still left from the 80s that
0: are. they were from back then. And... Yeah,
1: but I love Mark Polonia, but lately he's kind of just phoning I it in, you. I feel like. I and I, I think he could do so much better if he just uh, had some more time and more money. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. the thing more money you know exactly
0: all that's the bane of every independent filmmaker they need more time and more money yep you but know? he still
1: makes his movies like for five grand you Your- know or whatever you know it's so good for him
0: yeah it's just you know this movie is a little outside of the box like i said not going to see very many movies like this
1: so. no this is like road warrior and crack <laughs> with puppets
2: again like i really wanted to get it going but my fire stick is i don't know acting i was just spinning basically so hopefully i can get that straightened out tonight but oh, um damn
1: that sucks yeah
2: yeah so i do want to watch it again because i did find it interesting yeah. like you were saying like i don't care about polish like how polished a film is or anything like that i've been in some movies that are really hard to follow as well you know i'm no you know uh like perfect angel as far as that goes but um you know i still just didn't know there was so much going on Mm -hmm. that like i kind of just didn't know what was going on at all so i I mean like i was just like
0: it's a little overwhelming
2: yeah it was just a little all over the place like i said like it reminded me of like an adhd child came up with the like storyline and then (laughs) they were just trying to like make it work or
1: something it would have helped if it had like some kind of scroll at the beginning where it says you know this is a wasteland and, and it kind of explained a little bit of like who the characters are that you're about to see kind of thing like they do in a lot of these post-apocalyptic movies because you mm-hmm. know because tunnel just throws you in the movie and you watch it and then you're just like wait a minute who's that character what's that character who you, that? Have
0: to, you have to pick up on the fact that and michelle's character is some you know is sort of a bad guy at first and pretends to be the good guy, and then betrays them, only to go back and betray the bad people, so that she could go back to being with the good folks again. And then Sam Man's character is kind of the same thing. So there's there's a lot of side switching going on, and mm-hmm. you're not sure exactly who's with who. And um, you know, oh, it's Sam Man,
1: Sam Man, freaking, and I keep saying Sam It sounds like the Sandman. But uh yeah. <laughs> Sand, Sandman, his character is like a, um, what is it? A uh, he's a kidnapper. He kidnaps. He's the one who kidnaps the poor little kid and, and everything in the beginning. I and then all of a sudden, he's helping him, his
0: father out. He has him in the bag, and you can tell there's a dummy in the bag because he's whacking the bag and like and you know they have the the sound effects for the kids going ow ow. <laughs> that was so crazy. So <laughs> And then they they stick him in a shopping cart and hang him over a pit of acid.
1: Oh, Lord. (laughs) It's crazy. It's a crazy movie. And, like, once again, if you had some kind of. And, like, it feels like we're in the middle of a series of movies and we don't have a whole, like nobody set that the movie series up in the beginning like we're missing something you know because like you get into it and you're just like who are these characters what's going on why are there nuns I don't know but there are and
0: I'm, I'm telling you I haven't made being able to see all of the other rollerblade movies because you, you just can't get all of them I've only seen a couple but the ones that I have seen are equally wacky if not more. And How many there, did you say there was? I think there's four total. So uh, what? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now so those are
1: uh, four total, like, including this one? or So there's three others? Or four
0: others, I think.
1: So there's five Rollerblade movies.
0: Well, there's Rollerblade, let me see, uh, yeah, there's Rollerblade 1986, there's uh, Rollerblade Warriors taken by force 1989, Kathleen Kilmont's in there, Rollerblade 7 with Frank Stallone, and that's Scott Shaw. So I think that's when he pops in. That's 1991. 1992 is Legend of the Rollerblade 7, again with Frank Stallone. And then finally, 1993 is Return of the Rollerblade 7 with Joe Estevez. So there's a total of five.
2: Do rollerblades instead of roller skates? Do they?
0: Um, I believe so. I think it's a mix. (laughs) I think it's a mix awesome i like that and of course roller gator also has uh there's roller blade people in there and roller skate people in there rather and um yeah so definitely there's a there's a whole roller skate thing going on and that was uh 1996 and joe esteved was in that one too
1: uh, hold on let me look something up here uh Som-
0: someday we'll show you roller gator right trust me you're gonna love that movie you're-, you're just gonna think it's adorable
1: okay okay so you can get legend of the rollerblade 7 on youtube okay uh through scott shaw so you are helping him out if you you know, if you watch it. Please um, do. Always you buy also, your movies from the from the Rollerblade 7, The Unseen Scenes, that's an hour and a half
0: mm-hmm. thing.
1: So it's, I don't know if that's like just cut up of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like I
0: said, I think one or two of them ended up getting repackaged by somebody else and they didn't like it. And as a matter of fact, um, there are several movies that other people without Donald G. Jackson or Scott Shaw's permission were edited and released by other people and especially in other countries like the Philippines or Indonesia where somebody else got an unlicensed copy that was edited by somebody else. So there are these various like toad warrior toad warrior is a movie that is renamed from another film. I think it's max hell frog warrior. But they didn't release that. That was somebody else's cut that they released in another uh, in another country.
1: That's the one we did with John that's Johnson. That's the one right? we
0: did because I couldn't get the other one.
1: What was was the other one?
0: I think it's Max Hell Frog Warrior.
1: And that's the one that Donald did.
0: That was their cut. Yeah, that was their official cut.
1: Oh, uh, uh, that sucks. So we can't. Get I know.
0: It, but... So and that's the other thing about independent movie people at that time is distribution was very chaotic and you had to make a lot of deals and a lot of those deals fell through and I think that was another thing that that soured Donald G Jackson on the on the industry and and one of the reasons why he just kind of wanted to end up doing everything himself. And I think one of the reasons why he ended up bequeathing everything to Scott Shaw because, you know, they were friends. Scott Shaw understood exactly kind of where Donald G Jackson was coming from in these movies. And I think he trusted them enough to, A, finish these movies and hopefully make sure that they all saw the light of day in one form or another. I just don't know whether he's gotten through all of it, because from what I understand, he shot a whole bunch of stuff from a whole bunch of different ideas. And, you know, we did a couple of the short films um, that we've done in our our programs, and we'll do more because there's a lot out there. Um, Okay, so prolific.
1: Real quick here are the movies you can get on scott shaw's uh youtube for free so kill kill
0: overkill nice uh,
1: (laughs) demon lover the devil master
0: that's his original film
1: yep the first film he did uh i i watched i read that uh interview and he was talking about how he hated doing it because he was christian and uh you Mm -hmm. know he wouldn't have done it the way he did if he didn't whatever raw energy uh which i never heard of um roller gator jacked uh, Frogtown 2, Return to Frogtown. Yep. Le- Legend of the Rollerblades 7. Baby Ghost, which we've reviewed. Yay! You know, Guns of El Chupacabra. Yay! Little Lost su- uh, Sea Serpent, which we're going to do. Yep. Uh, UFO Secrets video, Scott Shaw presents. I don't know which, what that is. Which
0: is like a weird documentary that he said was sitting in his closet for years and years and years before it finally got put together.
1: Nice. Uh, Frogtown 2, Spanish version. So if you want to hear it in Spanish, I guess. Um, and the one we did, uh, the short we did, uh, Yin Yang Insane.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: those are the uh, those are the movies right now that now, are available. Throughout. The one
0: that to me is the Holy Grail, the one that I've been dying to get my hands on, my hooves on, and I believe I believe Julie Strain is in there as well, is one called Lingerie Kickboxer. <laughs> wow how awesome is that
1: <laughs> and especially with Donald directing it that just sounds just silly you know God, like
0: it's got to be the greatest movie ever come on and you can't that find 98 and um let's see Brittany Andrews is in there and Kevin Eastman's in there and Jeff Hutchinson's in there from this film Julie Strain is in there um and uh scott shaw himself is the masked wrestler in there so i am i am dying to see it i think julie strain is actually does some of the writing and directing in that movie too okay so
1: so, yeah so it says donald g jackson scott shaw and julie strain all directed the movie yeah so that's
0: gonna
1: be yeah julie
0: strain did pass away in 2021 yeah i saw that that's the same and you know again so did um so did shauna michelle unfortunately So, and uh, for all I know, some of these other folks that I've been searching for all this time, I don't know how many of them are still around. I I would love to run into them. I would love to talk to them. I would give my eye teeth to interview these guys and just just to talk to them about this period. You know, I mean, Scott Shaw is kind of the only person around there out out there at this time. And, um, you know, he's sort of doing his own thing now. So, yeah, what can you say?
1: At least he's very uh like he'll respond you know like if I ask him a question or whatever he is he's, yeah, he's very cool nice. about it yeah he's, he's cool nice. about it so you know some people would just be like man I don't know just you know like <laughs> I, I don't have no
0: I am not the only you know person bugging him for information about this stuff because Donald J Jackson had quite a following quite a cult following a lot of people liked his movies because they're just totally outside the box and I know people like scott shaw's own movies he's oh he's got a whole list of movies that we haven't even gotten a chance to do yet we're gonna do that um so plus me, there's a whole bunch of those that, that we're gonna get to so yeah there's i'm sure he's pestered all the time for information so you know he could be you know i don't know i i'd love to hear more stuff i just don't want to i still want to you
1: know bug him, bug him you yeah. well i think that that bell wraps up unless jessa do you have anything that you needed to uh, ask no or say? i
2: covered everything that i i noticed <laughs> i certainly didn't notice the storyline
1: <laughs> it, it's sort of plotless in a way well it's got a plot but it's like i definitely failed you know My age-
2: mind was just like what <laughs> Like,
1: <laughs> trust me i'm the same way i had to i had to keep kind of stopping it because i got distracted by a million other things that's going on in my world but when i kept going back to it i kept going wait what's going on do i have I, to rewind it, it
2: i no tell you man that kept my attention the i
0: i have seen this movie probably a hundred times and wow. i still pick up new stuff so there's there's just a lot going on I, you know
1: so, were you saying what kept your attention?
2: Just uh, the weirdness, the weirdness of it all. Like I was just like, why is it like this? Why are they talking like this? Why is there a greasy little puppet? The guy, like, what is going on? Like, I don't. I was just. I was just. My mind was blown. This definitely was unlike it, the other movies I've watched for you guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you and I, or Paul and I, have both, you know, shown you different stuff or whatever, and I mean. Yeah, the, uh, all I can think of is, like, the one you did with Paul, you did with uh, Madeline, too, was that uh, the, the vampire one, yeah. you know, where it was just, like, Twilight kind of mm-hmm. paired to like, a... last vampire. Yeah, the last yeah, vampire.
2: Boring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is not boring. This is No, just...
2: this is not what I would call boring, but it's also like i couldn't follow it like at least with the vampire movie i knew what was happening you
1: know yeah, yeah that's, the vampire that's movie and an a to b to c plot.
0: vanilla's yeah uh plot arc and, and narrative this one there's just there's just a lot going on there yeah. is there's a lot but i loved it it's it's one of my favorite favorite movies of all time and uh Yeah, I've been kind of waiting to see who I could spring this on because like I said, there was just way too much nudity for us to bring this to just Jen and you know, too much for Lenore, and I just wasn't sure who I could share this one with.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: anytime there's titties, show them to me. You know, I'm fine. (laughs) If nothing else, I'm I'm welcome. I'm so willing to look at breasts, you know. The
0: thing is, this is definitely a, a party movie. This is I I'm glad you guys watched it, but trust me. Watching this with a group of people is a, a totally different experience. Just seeing other people's reactions to stuff is just wonderful. Uh, you know oh, I mean?
1: I'm definitely
2: gonna like bomb people with it from now on. <laughs> like, I have a great idea. Do you guys have Tubi? Let's watch Rollerblade. It's insane. And then I'm just gonna see
1: what they think. of I've it. got a greasy
0: <laughs> little puppet movie for you. <laughs> awesome.
1: Uh- i think yeah i think this is i cool. i think jackie would not have wanted to see this movie either because jackie exactly. would have been like watching this movie going like her adhd is even worse than yours jessa so she would have just been like
2: <laughs> I what the heck is going on here that's how i felt
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think i think because i have adhd too i don't i'm not uh i'm not uh what is it um i haven't been diagnosed but I'm I'm self-diagnosed. I can tell I've got. I just never when I was a kid, uh, ADHD really wasn't uh, talked about as much, you know, and stuff. And yeah. So, uh, but now now that I got older, I'm like, I Paul can tell. I I don't I can't concentrate. I can't focus. For... Gotta
0: put Ritalin in your Funstones chewables, kids. I know.
1: <laughs> Seriously.
0: No. <All right. laughs> So we're at that time when we can really start talking about scoring this movie. Uh, For those of you who are in our audience who don't know, we use the stinkometer by which we score our film on a level or on a rate of 1 to 10 by which the lower the score, the better the film is. The higher the score, the stinkier the film is. And while we love our stinky movies, usually the higher the score means There's a lot of problems with the film. So things like you couldn't see it, you couldn't hear it, there were, you know, crappy special effects. There was just, you know, garbage going on, basically.
1: Actium Maximus.
0: Yeah, Actium Maximus. Even though you didn't give it a ten, just pointing that out there again. I well,
1: you know, I I was (laughs) young. That was young Jonathan. I watched that. Or innocent
0: Jonathan. I
1: know. Didn't know what I was getting myself into.
0: But you can also give it a half score, so a 5.5, 6.5, 7.5, if if you're feeling subtle about your score. And then we take the scores from our our three viewers, and we add it up, and then we see where on the ladder of stink the movie happens to fall. And by golly, if it happens to get three tens, then you know it's all the way up into stinky heaven, along with the likes of Neil Breen and some of the other folks that we've done. I don't think it's going to make that, but you never know. You never know.
1: I won't buy me,
0: you know. <laughs> so who would like to score the movie first?
1: Not me. See sometimes we ask the guests, but uh sometimes I think it's perfect for the guest to go last, you know. So we get an idea mm-hmm. from us too who have been on the show for a while. Right, and Mr. then Rudy, you can make your you. own just, Okay, fine. Um this is a hard one it because is. It, it it's stinky. It's stinky, but it's not it's not st- like it's not terrible stinky i'm gonna give it a seven you know it's high up there on the stink but it's because especially because it's confusing and weird and just all out there like jessa was saying like it's just so i can't i can't give it like higher because it, it you're right It you can hear the sound the subtitles were perfect There's sometimes i maybe i couldn't hear something but it wasn't that you know, it wasn't that bad, and the scene you could see everything. Mm-hmm. Like there was no times where I was like, "Wait, what is that?" You know. So I mean, they did great with the lighting and whatnot. So I, I he's a great filmmaker. He's just, I think he's like us. I think he has ADHD. He just goes yeah. everywhere. You know. <laughs>
0: there you go. Could very well be. Um, I'm probably going to go a little bit lower just because I love this movie so much. I'm going to go with a six. There are definitely stink qualities to it, but this is world building at the very cheapest possible level. And I love how much the detail and how much stuff is in this. This movie is absolutely loaded with details. And you know me, Moody, I can't see a scene without noticing all the stuff in the background and all the the things that's going on and trust me, you watch this movie several times and you're going to pick up a lot more stuff going on and to me that's always a mark of a good film. And just with all the weirdness and with all the non traditional storytelling and all the 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 signature Donald G Jackson stuff that's in there, I can't help it, I love this movie two bits, I will admit there are some confusing stuff there's some stinky stuff but a six sounds good for me. So that's, that's where it is for me. Okay. What about you, Jess?
2: Okay. I will give it an eight and a half.
0: Okay.
2: Um, Not based on like technical issues. Like there's no, like you said, you can see everything. Everything was overdubbed. So you could definitely hear it, but it was just, it's just so weird that like, I just couldn't follow it very well. And, um, it's just all over the place. And there's a lot of choices that I thought were just like the choices even were all over the place, like to overdub every single, like not just the scenes that maybe didn't have good sound. They were just like, we're going to do it for the whole movie. Like what a weird concept, (laughs) but um, definitely like I would have, I even thought like whenever I was watching it, I was like, I'm going to give this like a nine. Um, Cause like the one point, away from the 10, I was like, that's the, the one point makes me want to watch it again. Like, I need to see this again. Like, yes. so I have desire to see it again. But you're right. There's not really a lot of technical issues with it. Um, I just thought it was super confusing. The story was all over the place. But again, that makes me want to see it more.
0: Yeah, trust me. you. I'm willing to bet that you guys, if you watch it a couple more times, you'll probably want to lower your score just a little tiny bit. But first reaction, I mean, that's totally fair what you guys scored. Yeah, Um,
1: I mean, I I don't know if I I would would have
0: given it a much higher score had I seen this the first time way back then. I still would have loved it because I still loved it immediately, but I would have said, oh, my God, what a pile of stink, but I love it. Now, having seen it many, many times, I, you know, I've picked up a lot more stuff and I, I can follow this a lot easier, but it's, it takes some watching. It takes some work, you know,
2: I'm going to lower mine to eight. Okay. I mean, that's because cool. Tits. Because tits.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because tits. There were some glorious tits. I mean, oh
2: my God. Yes. There was some absolutely. great. I was like, wow, <laughs> look at that.
0: Heck yeah. Tits and roller skating and puppets and weird masks. Here could you oh not look at that.
1: yep (laughs) um so i've been doing this we've been doing this new thing here where uh we've been adding up the scores and then looking at the ladder of stink to see where this falls on with other uh movies i'm guessing what so it is uh a six a seven eight so 21 Mm um and Let's see. What is a 21 here?
0: 21's what, a pretty good score.
1: Yeah. So we got the giant claw, got 21.
0: <laughs> giant claw.
1: hip of the... Monsters and Bride of the
0: Monster. And so. just so you know, Jess, we do have one other movie that is entirely dubbed. And it's called... Um, Oh, creeping terror. And the reason that one was totally dubbed is because the guy lost the soundtrack, it was like completely gone. So he had to he had to overdub the entire movie himself and narrate it.
2: Wow.
0: (laughs) So he's like, and then they did this, and then they do that. And it's, it's adds to the just singular garbage stinkiness of the film it's just so bad
1: i'm gonna be watching the uh documentary soon
0: it's so wonderful so wonderful the creep behind the camera it's called
1: yeah i you know i've got i've got it so i'm, I'm gonna check it out because i'm
0: kind of excited
1: to see it's, like, it's someone
0: know. i want to do for docs that rock okay so yeah definitely and i has it so we can see it in the studio if you don't get to it
1: well i, I have it so yeah i'll definitely but i won't i won't review it or anything until we review so it.
0: many wonderful wonderful movies that are outside of the box and that's that's what i like i like outside the box i'm so tired of movies that are in the box you know
1: well, i mean i i think the normal moving going experience and people like that, you know, like that inside the box, and that's mm. why it's usually popular. You seem to like the ones that are unpopular, I'm you know?
0: a little more adventurous the
1: outcasts and the underdogs,
0: exactly, you know, and stuff exactly. like that. They're my so, people,
1: yeah. So, uh, well, Jessa, thank you so much once again for this because you know, it each season we give you something you've never heard of most likely <laughs> and uh, never would have watched without us showing it to you so we appreciate well, thank that
2: you for that I appreciate uh, you producing me to these weirdy movies
1: well and and you know and it's really great because you are in the film industry and so hearing the stuff about the movies that were made in the 80s or whatever and the people that are still around like you know you mentioned jim winorski and and you work with donald farmer so you've already you've already done sort of started working with those people and and the fact that they're still around is amazing
0: for all I i know Donald Farmer may have even, you know, talked with Donald G Jackson and they may have known each other and did
1: We interviewed Donald, and I think we might have asked him that or something. I don't
0: remember if we did, but Jess, next time you see him, you could say, "Hey, I just watched this from Donald G Jackson. What do you what are your thoughts?"
1: Oh, he'll know cuz yeah. he he has like a huge collection of movies. Right. He's always shown it off
2: recently. He he does have a huge collection of films and memorabilia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually a funny story. We just, um, shot blood bitch, baby. I don't know if you've heard of that one, but we just shot it and we got kicked out of the Airbnb within like the few hours. Nice. Like, yeah. So we were setting up a shot and <laughs> the guy that was filming, um, for Donald because Donald now has someone finally filmed for him because he has like mobility issues. Um, he was outside setting up a light and he was putting a gel on it just outside. He probably shouldn't have done that. Like he was out in the um, the parking lot and the people that owned the house, this is like in Tennessee, were there's like a farm across, uh, like across from like the house, like right next to it. And they just started screaming, this is a Christian home. You can't do that here. I think they were thought we were shooting porn. <laughs> right. And like the woman that owned the house, she even came in um, in the house while I was gathering my stuff. Everybody else had gathered their stuff up pretty quick. I had, of course, I always pack like a million things. And um, as Angel was going up towards the front of the house, the lady said, "You need to." This is Angel Bradford, by the way. She's oh, like,
0: "We love Angel. I love yeah, we love I love Angel."
2: They're like, "You need to get into another line of work, girly." And she's like, "What do you think this is like?" And then Donald just kept saying, he's like, this is home movies. We're just shooting home movies. I mean, that it sounds- doesn't
1: sound any better. I no! know. <laughs> Donald, no. You Wait, need to say it? like, you need to say, we're making a comedy here, you know? Like, something no, like that. No, um, you need
0: to say, this is a nice Christian scare film.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know.
2: I, I thought, like, after the whole situation, you know, like, after like, the, the drama of it had passed, I was like, I should have said, I'm a film student and this is my family and Very we're good. trying to make something for my class. I wish I would have thought of that, you know, yeah. because it right. looked like we could have all been family, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, that would have probably would have been like, Oh, well, good for you. You know, like, sure, go ahead. You know, when I, I that quickly.
1: When mm-hmm. I was shooting a uh, scary story slumber party, I was shooting uh, one of the segments called the pledge uh, because oh, yeah. the lights were outside, you know, and everything in the front yard. Uh, the people across the street, these old ladies were just so upset. So they drove up, by the way, they like lived like right there, they could have walked, but they drove up to us. And they asked for the producer, which was me, right. So they said, Can the producer come out? So my DP comes up to me and goes, uh, Hey, uh, can you come? You know, can you come down? You need to talk to some people. And I'm like, Okay. So I walked <laughs> down and I'm like, hello. And they're like, what are you guys shooting here? And I'm an idiot. So I said, uh, horror film. And they're like, oh, God, horror. Oh, that's just great for this neighborhood. We're going to call the cops on you. And I'm like, I mean, I'm sorry. You know, like, I, I didn't know what to say. And I, I, you know, sorry or whatever. They did call the cops. The cops came. The cops asked uh, do we did we have a permit? We said no, we didn't have a permit because we have the landowner's permission, you know, which we did. And they're like, okay, carry on. And they left, and right. so they decided to shoot everything in the backyard. <laughs> that was causing problems with the other people. And they just didn't want. They didn't want the my uh lighting guy, Phil's, sadly no longer with us. Phil Duffy. He uh, was worried that the ladies were gonna screw up his lights Mm -hmm. on purpose and stuff like that. So we
0: shot in the. Well, um, now that you're older, Mister Moody, I hope the next time that that happens, you're gonna say, uh, "Clearly, since it's okay, can we use you guys in a shot? Because we don't actually have any real cops." (laughs) Have you in your car?
1: I don't. You know, I. You know, it's funny because i called somebody up so i was richmond this is richmond virginia right i had an editor who kind of took some you know took the hard drive that we had and stole it from us and stuff because he was upset with whatever
0: happens in indie film
1: yeah and so i called the cops to to see what they could do and unfortunately they couldn't they told me they really couldn't do anything um and stuff but the guy the cop was very interested. Oh, you make films? Oh, you make horror films? Oh, that's really cool. Like, like <laughs> almost like, as if I, I wanted to be like, Hey, you want to be in one of our movies, you know, so give me your uh, email address and we'll- it
0: never harms. It's never ah. harmed to make, make friends oh. with like a policeman, a that's- fireman, somebody with an ambulance, somebody who has access to that stuff.
1: That's why we work with Robert Elkins. Cause he's, you know, that's what he does, you mm-hmm. know? So um, but yeah, he's it's great. It's great to have that. But unfortunately, yeah, so um I'm sorry that you guys got kicked out of an Airbnb. I hope you guys it's
2: okay. It's my second time getting kicked out of an Airbnb. So I'm I feel like a veteran at this point of <laughs> being thrown out of Airbnbs. But uh yes, he's definitely gonna make sure that wherever we shoot from now on, they allow uh, you know, like commercial photography is what they listed as what know, did you guys?
1: What did you guys do? Did you guys just scrap it, or for for right now, or? Oh no! Oh no! We
2: got the entire thing.
1: <laughs> Good for you.
2: And I hope and a motel eight.
1: Nice. There you uh-huh. Motel six or eight. Or,
2: which which one is which? There's one is super it? eight
1: and there's motel six. Super
2: eight. Yeah, okay. yeah,
0: we've we've shot in hotels and motels before. Yeah, yeah we just made
2: it's- it worked with some colored lights and blood (laughs) like it was fine yeah i'm excited to see how it comes out like because like i had some really great like soliloquies is that how you say that word um Mm -hmm. where like i'm just like speak because i'm like again like a like a demon old woman witch thing like (laughs) kind of like in uh debbie does demons it's it's a similar kind of character but um Yeah, so I had a lot of, like, you know, doing magic spells on Angel and cutting Mm. her and cool stuff like that. So, you know, because of the way it was shot, like, it's Mm. so up close, you don't really need, like, a big, huge, like, environment that's cool or anything to do that kind of shot. Um, I like that he's a guy that, like, no matter what, he's going to get it done, you know? Mm. Like, that's inspiring to me.
1: And he'll just figure it out you know yeah you know whatever
0: the, the other thing is um the next time you see lloyd kaufman you might want to ask him about donald g jackson too because i know those those guys knew each other and uh donald g jackson always had good things to say about uh about uncle lloyd so they probably had a, a nice relationship awesome you know?
2: yeah i will ask him
1: yeah i mean you you're a Tromet, so you know you, you, you have more access to lloyd than we do we we love that we got to interview him we died like oh, that was Oh, yeah, list. that was a bucket list. And so that was, that was great. Even was a 10 minutes and we got you on the film and the thing, yep. you know, cause yep. he wanted to, yeah. you know, he wanted uh, the the Tromezzo there cause you know, that's how he is. He wants to promote everything he's doing and whatnot. And I love that. And, uh, you know he's actually i realized paul that i'd actually interviewed lloyd before i've talked with him before on a on another uh podcast years ago oh, that okay. i didn't i don't even think i realized it was him at the time because he called in you know and everything so i mean when now mm-hmm. i'm looking back at the things going who didn't i interview back then That's awesome. <laughs> you know um but thank you jessa you're sweet and uh we always love having you on yay and, uh, thank- well probably have you come back uh later this season for another thing whenever you're not 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 busy you know again um cool. but you are uh i mean you're definitely always busy or at least shooting one movie a, a month i think generally In so uh, usually
2: more than that now which i don't know if it's a good choice for me <laughs> because that's like my brain like i said i am diagnosed with the adhd and i can't take medication for it because of my weird blood disorder like you yeah. can't take, uh, you can't take anything that's like an upper type of drug uh, because of it can make blood clots move through your system way faster mm. so that's why i have a home phone so i can turn off my cell phone whenever i'm working on my scripts And if there's emergencies, my friends can still get a hold of me. So I do little tricks like that to be able to like, make sure that I can focus, you know, because if I'm like reading a script on my phone or something, it's, that's a wrap dude. Like Mm -hmm. I can't read, (laughs) like there's too many like alerts and things and notifications
1: going through. Yeah. And I'm just
2: easily like, I'm just like, well, let me just see if I got how many likes I got on my last
0: Instagram post or whatever, you know? hate Super. cell phones i'd burn mine if i could if i didn't need it
1: yeah. yeah i feel you he loses his all the time just and i feel like he does that on purpose you know <laughs> no way. so it's it's nice i'll be like why didn't you answer follow can't find my phone like yeah, yeah you can't find your phone because you you totally put it somewhere that you don't want to find it <laughs>
0: you know? like, True. I'd true lose true, true. My- well Jess, uh, I hope you enjoy your next movies. I hope there's a wacky puppet involved in there too. Yeah. And um yeah, thanks for coming on the show. As always uh, fantastic having you.
1: Yeah, thank you. Everybody else, uh, join us uh next uh, let's see. I think I think that'll be either it'll be next week, the next week or it'll be the next month. So, we'll see. Um but until then, everybody have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.